This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. to the left-hand side of the penalty area. Jordan Slew tries to pick his spot and off the upright it Slew's goes. The just keeper hit the was post. beaten there. And that was a lovely cute effort from Jordan Slew. Right-footed, curled it past the keeper's outstretched left hand. Goodman beaten. And that's the first real chance of the first half in the fifth minute. Jordan Slew off the post. 21st minute, Colchester nil, Morecambe nil, Shrimps live on Beyond Radio, Mayor's left-footed corner, deep and it's headed That's into the goal. back of the net, and that is a beautiful corner, and it's beautifully headed home for the opening goal of the afternoon in the 21st minute, Colchester United nil, Morecambe 1. Great header from a great corner. That's it, you, it all comes from Tom Bloxham being so positive there, he's gone in and he's won the corner. Fantastic ball in from Adam May. Bang, JJ McKinnon. What a week for him, eh? International call-up. And then scores a bullet header from a Adam May corner to open the scoring here in Essex in the October sunshine. But what a corner. Here come Colchester with Chilvers. Oh, he's in, he's in Here's Joe Taylor. Rare breakaway for Colchester. Taylor's in the penalty area. Taylor, that's a great stop. One-on-one by Stuart Moore. Chest of Tovide, who's drifted out towards this right-hand side. Batter no, up against, against Connolly, who can seize a free kick, which is taken quickly. Chilvers, Mingi, 25, 30 yards out, out towards February on this right-hand side. Tovide is still down, injured, and the referee's going to pull that back. Tovide looks in a bit of trouble here, actually. That is a red card for James Connolly. What for? What about that, Tom Collins? Well, it didn't look anything in that to me whatsoever. I, I literally didn't see it. Connolly is absolutely furious. He's pointing at a couple of the Colchester United players. In fairness, Tavide is down, clutching his knee, looks in a bit of pain. James Connolly has got his arms out to the fourth official as if to say, what did I do wrong there? And for all of Morecambe's great play, well on top, utterly, utterly dominant here this afternoon. We're going to have to play the remaining 60, what, 55 minutes, probably almost an hour or more with 10 men. Straight red for James Connolly by Donald Love. Good football. Into the feet of Adam May. Might fancy a shot here. Does shoot left-footed. Oh! And it's just it round the post by Owen Goodman. That was a fine effort from Adam May. And lovely football too from the Shrimps down the right-hand side into the feet of Adam May. Got a yard of space. Left-footed daisy cutter. And it's just turned around the post. In swinger by Adam May. Keepers missed the punch. Yes! JJ! And Morecambe have done the trick. Corner routine again. Keeper Goodman missed this punch. Beautiful in-swinger from Adam Mayer. 
Derek Adams stands motionless on the edge of his technical area as the ball fell to McKinnon and he slotted it home to make it in the 54th minute. Colchester United nil, Morecambe two, 10 men Morecambe two and it's JJ at the double. Two corners from Adam there, both causing absolute pandemonium, both converted. Third goal of the season for the Northern Ireland under 21 international JJ McKinnon and with 10 men and the two goal cushion. Well, what about it? I hate to uh, quote back on Derek Adams uh, in the previous team, but we're a right good team. I think we, you know, we're against 10 men. We've taken a two goal lead against 10 men and we deserve it. Adam May has won the corner. And there's just some really good quality in this team that we managed to recruit for. And, um, you know, we've, we've had a couple of real challenges today with uh, a couple of injuries. Ethan and then we've gone down to 10 men, yeah, Ethan Walker coming on. And we've seen to have a really good answer for it so far. Eggbo, back post. Oh. Here we go, we could break in. it, we could break it. And here comes... We're, a, we're on a break here, we're JJ McKinnon, if Michael Mellon can stay on side, we have got three against three. McKinnon's on a hat-trick, of course. He's still going, JJ McKinnon. Still going, edge of the area. McKinnon. Yes! What's oh, that Yes! JJ McKinnon with the hat-trick! And what a breakaway goal that was for the Shrimps. There was nothing on at all down this left-hand side. McKinnon with it, and he just ran and ran and ran from the halfway line. Nobody in a Colchester shirt picks him up. He cuts in field, and from the edge of the area, he smashes it into the bottom right-hand corner of Owen Goodwin's net to complete his hat-trick in front of a jubilant travelling contingent away to our left-hand side. And what about this for 10 men shrimps? Colchester United nil, Morecambe three, 62nd minute. <laughs> oh. Wow. And that was a goal all of JJ McKinnon's making. As soon as he picked the ball up, he had Michael Mellon, he could have slipped in. He could have slipped in Adam Mayer as well. But on a hat-trick, why not? Let's go for it. He ran and ran. Colchester United, back line. Just let him have the freedom of the job serve community stadium. And what about that for a finish, Tom Collins? <laughs> Just staggered was the level of commitment and performance of these players. Um, has just been tremendous today from like just across the board just the small things are adding up um, to keep tight and I knew that I said when we went 1-0 down uh, sorry 1-0 up and we went to 10 men I said I still think we've shown the technical ability 18 minutes plus stoppage time corner comes in February 8th left footed headed up in the air this one needs clearing it's going to be put into the back of the net for 3-1 oh. scruffy scrappy but Colchester have finally broken down 10 men Morecambe in the 73rd minute. Deep corner from the right-hand side by Jaden Fevrier. Headed back across up in the air. We didn't clear it. It's a scrappy goal, but Colchester will take it to make it Colchester 1, Morecambe 3. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's verdict on Beyond Radio. Goal kick taken. Referee puts the whistle to his lips. Boos. Echo around the job serve community stadium but Morecambe have got the job done with 10 men since the 36th minute when James Connolly was sent off we think for violent conduct for coming together with himself and Samson Tavide after both players went to ground 
that was all after JJ McKinnon had scored a, a bullet header from a Adam Mayer corner on 21 minutes to give the Shrimps a well-deserved lead and we frankly played Colchester off the park for the first half an hour or so bit nervy up towards half-time as uh, Connolly uh, saw red but then we scored twice in the second half in the early stages of the second half too it was 2-0 on 54 minutes JJ McKinnon again another Adam Mayer corner which wasn't cleared fell to JJ and he slotted it low into the back of the net in front of the adoring away contingent and it was got better 3-0 JJ McKinnon completing his first senior hat-trick on 62 and that was a goal all of his own making picked the ball up from Donald Love and ran and ran from the halfway line completely unchallenged completely unmarked and slotted a lovely ball low into the bottom corner of the net to complete his hat-trick Seven, seven points from nine now. Colchester did keep going. They have reduced the arrears with a header from uh, McGeehan after a scramble following a corner. 17 minutes from time. They also hit the post and missed a penalty as well. Noel Chil uh, Noah Chilvers blazing over the crossbar uh, after uh, the referee had awarded a penalty uh, for handball inside the Morecambe penalty area. But it matters not. Tom Collins alongside myself, Dave Salmon. Morecambe have got the job done. And what a three points this is on the road fantastic really delighted for the fans who travelled you know it's not cheap following you, your club away from home and, and they're delighted to see it and just been a really united team performance and the fans will get behind any team that will, will fight for the shirt you know it's a privilege to play for our club and everyone has done themselves proud today yeah, and the performance has just been top notch went down to ten men after you know been well on top and we just haven't let it phase us we've just been professional throughout and I think this is what we're looking to be a real we we look a really good side and I've been saying I said that on the way up to you I said we're a thin squad compared to others but it's not lacking talent it's not lacking talent it's not lacking heart it's not lacking go to the end it's not lacking bodies on the line it's not lacking playing for each other and JJ is not lacking a match ball <laughs> Love that, love that. Absolutely love that. Farron Rawson's just handed JJ McKinn in the match ball and that is going home with Morecambe's number 10. His first senior hat-trick. Hard to, like we said in commentary, Tom, hard to, to pick standout players when the whole team play as well as that. No, it's it's been a, a tremendous result, a tr tremendous performance and a result. Um, as you said, we were all kind of trying to figure out what the lineup was at the start, and Derek's pulled off a masterpiece with, uh, you know, bringing Mayor in the centre at the start. He couldn't deal with that um, with JJ. JJ and Mayor in the middle blocks him out wide. Slew on the other side. Mellon up front. It was just too dynamic for the defence. It was yeah. just too flat. They couldn't deal with it. Getting into pockets of space, and we were well value from our lead. And I think. I think it would have been more comfortable had it not gone down for the 10 men. I think it would have been a very comfortable away win. Um, so, yeah, top performance. We've responded down to 10 men. We've had to make a couple of changes. Um, and the players that have come on have all contributed. That's really key to what, for what we're trying to build here. Squad game. Squad game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know the players that come off the bench can do the job that yeah. we want them to do and, and that's going to be crucial isn't it going forward well you look back to a promotion year where there was uh, I mentioned it about even the likes of McAlinden, McAlinden and um, Pringle coming off the bench people like Cammy Smith 
whether it be Ethan Walker who might get more minutes, but those players, Davenport as well, being patient, yeah. if they do the right things consistently, then when the chance opens up, they will be given the chance if their attitude is spot on. And you can't fault anyone's attitude today. It's on the money, and we've come away three points, two wins from two, seven points from nine, and we're looking like a really good side to move forward in the, in the season. Just going to go negative for a second, if I can. I'm really sorry, but... James Connolly sent off in the first half. That's our fourth red card. It's our first straight red card of, of the season, but it's still our fourth red in seven, now that's seven League Two games. And, and, and that's disappointing because James has played really well and we, we're now going to miss him for three games. I just wish I knew what actually happened. Yeah, I, I'm perplexed by it. I don't think there's many in the stadium that does know what happened. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. It's challenging, but again really struggling to put um, negatives on a, on, a, on a day like today. Yeah, absolutely. And you've had, um, when you've got the quality of um, Faz Rawson to come back in central defence with his mate Jacob Badal, it's an opportunity right, and James Connolly's going to have to fight for his place back after playing really well. So um, it, there's opportunities come when there's been injuries or suspensions. Yes, we're going to have to figure out be a bit smarter particularly around some of these cheap yellow cards yeah. um, and any indiscipline that happens we have to be smarter than that um, with a small squad but on the positive it's going to give others an opportunity and, and there's people that are waiting in the wings you know there's good players that are not even getting game time at the moment so it would have been easy wouldn't it to put Jacob Davenport and Jan Songo in the middle of the park today no Eli King no Jake Taylor but we went with the, the dynamic kind of five defenders and five attacking options on paper Donald Love in the middle of the park today. What a revelation he was. Fantastic. Who would have called that with all the options there? Mm. Leaving Song on the bench and uh, Donald Love at centre midfield, who was, like you said, if JJ hadn't got his hat trick, um, would have been a very good shout for man of the match. Mm. So um, we just got some really good footballers. I think what's now showing is you're looking at those younger players and they're now starting to really own their positions yes. and, and, and look confident like you've got Michael Mellon who's our number 9 you've got JJ as the number 10 you've got blocks him out wide you've got Slew who's fighting for that position you've got Mayer in there and you've got everyone looking confident and go absolutely that's my position and that's what you want yeah. and I think earlier on in the season you look at some of the performances perhaps Mansfield away which was by far worst yeah. performance against a good side and there's probably just players just finding their feet and now we are looking confident we will lose games away from home we'll lose some at home as well but fundamentally we've got a good side who know what they're doing with a system that's going to get results at League 2 yeah. and I think we're, we're building something quite special hopefully and we'll make that the final word then Tom 18 points from 11 games you say we're building something special it's not been a bad start now has it? better than a good start we, we are we're in business I'm really in business knocking around knocking around and I think there's I think there's more to come you look JJ's got a hat trick today Adam Mayer fantastic I think we've got the ingredients at the back to be a very solid side um, and a good structure at the back in possession out of possession yeah. particularly out of possession we break fantastically such exciting um, you know we're higher stat for um, I think it's called direct play getting the ball forward um, which often can be uh, misconstrued as just hoofing the ball forward. Does, but it's actually about, no, it's a, just getting it forward there's a huge and getting difference. There's a huge difference between uh, direct and route one. And uh, I think we saw today some of the, the breakaways were absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, delight to watch today. Tom Collins alongside me, 
Thank you very much indeed. I mean, I'm going to see you on for the next five hours aren't I? On, on, on the drive back up to, to North Lancashire. But uh, thanks for joining us on Shrimps Live uh, on Beyond Radio this uh, Saturday evening. And uh, we'll enjoy the Diet Coke and be sipping on the way home. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us on. Well, Derek, a 3-1 away win against Colchester uh, with 10 men for a lot of the game. You must be delighted. Yeah, I mean, we started the game very well. Um, I think that uh, the performance was, was outstanding. How many times we... We opened up Colchester, how many opportunities we had in goal, the way we passed it, the way we pressed them, we allowed the goalkeeper to come to 30 yards out and not affect us. And the way we picked them off, we hit the post, we had the goalkeeper make saves, we missed chances. But um, then, obviously, there was the sending off and uh, we were already 1-0 up at that time. I then have to make two substitutions, uh, take slew and block some off, two of our best players. And uh, we're also without Jake Taylor and King today to start the game. So um, it was a big shuffle up at that stage. We then um, got into half-time, we restructured again and then kicked on in the second half. And uh, the goals that JJ scored today to get a hat-trick were excellent. He's uh, really found form and found a position that uh, really suits him uh, in the side. But um, we could have won by a lot more and uh, his old... Uh, Taggart used to say there's been a murder and there really had been a murder today it was unbelievable in that first half we murdered them and uh, we took them uh, to the sword and uh, we, we got in about them we pressed them, we didn't allow them to play but what we did was we passed them off the pitch after that as well and uh, the chances we created uh, were outstanding Lesmer, old Kitman said he said that that was like one of my old Plymouth teams that played today and, and that's what it was like, it was on top of things creating chances and fabulous for the players to get to, to 1-3-1 because it's not easy, you know, coming here JJ McKinney, hat-trick and a fabulous hat-trick for a player who just seems to get better and better his third one was unbelievable, you know, to run the way he did and uh, he was just wanting to get that hat-trick and uh, he, you know, finished ever so well. He probably could have had a fourth as well, but um, over the afternoon it was a top performance by every single one of us because it had to be. We had to change things, we had to take Mellon off, he wasn't feeling well. We then had to take Adam Mayer off because, you know, he'd not played for a long period of time. So we've made substitutions in the game that hasn't affected us, which, you know, is pleasing. We got one back towards the end and then got a late penalty as well. A few nervous moments just for a few minutes? Yeah, I mean, obviously when they get the penalty kick, it, you know, it causes you uh, a bit of anxiety, but, uh, you know, the boy missed it and, uh, you know, it's allowed us to, to go on and win comprehensively. The Shrimps fans that came here, those that would have watched maybe away from here, I said some of the sensational, some of the football is just sensational at the minute. Yeah, I mean, we can play. We can run, we can play, we can pass the ball, we can create chances, we can defend and uh, that's just the beauty of, of the team. I have to ask you about sending off fourth red card of the season, your thoughts? I haven't seen it yet, you know, but um, uh, until I see it, then I can't comment on it. It'll be a three-game ban, of course, but Farron Rawson came in, and we know what Farron can do, and another player came in back in, say, into midfield, Donald Love, and I thought his energy rate was amazing. Yeah, it was outstanding, because um, Donald's a, a quality football player, but people with eyes that don't see that are not football people that... Uh, you know, they, we've got a player that can play virtually anywhere in the team because he's outstanding on the ball, he's competitive, he can pass the ball forward, he can defend, he can run. And, uh, you know, he is one of the reasons why he's the captain. We're already there, nearly a quarter of the way through the season. Just your overall thoughts on that first uh, 25% of the season so far? 
Yeah, I mean, we've given it a shot, you know, and uh, we haven't been in a great situation in the summer and uh, been able to, to get a team together and gel them quickly. And I, I love the, the way they play, their enthusiasm. And if you're a manager, you've got to be happy with your team plays, and I certainly am. I think the Morecambe fans are happy too. They were delighted today. Yeah, I mean, you know, they travelled in the numbers. It was extremely difficult to get to uh, the ground today. You know, we had a 44-mile journey that took us two hours, and uh, you know, that's something that uh, we just had to go on with. And I thought the players reacted really well from that because we didn't arrive until an hour before the game. Away from the league on Tuesday night, back in action in, in the EFL Trophy. Barrow, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, it's another game for us. It's, it's a competition that um, generates money for the EFL and um, we'll change the team about for uh, Tuesday night. But in like- saying that, I'm not happy with the rules of the competition uh, because we, we have got four internationals away. We can't cancel the game. Liverpool wanted to play us but couldn't play us because they had international players and got an opportunity to move the game to whenever they wanted to move the game so um, it can't be right the way that the rules are written they are in black and white but there has to be a rethink uh, because we're obviously putting out a weakened side uh, on Tuesday night because of international call-ups As you say, it doesn't, doesn't seem fair, does it? Does it seem a fair play field? It's not fair uh, but obviously the power of money uh, dictates and uh, you know that's the reason why the EFL have uh, done it in this way because it's allowed the Premier League club 21s to decide when they want to play and if they can't play somewhere then they won't play if we can uh, we've only got 22 players remember uh, signed full time uh, they've got how many 60 80 I don't know how many they've got you know so uh, you know from that point of view the ruling is not correct and uh, we have to you know play the game one of the players that he'd say, Eli King, how's he? Yeah, Eli uh, and Jake Taylor. Jake Taylor's out for six weeks with Castrain. And Eli King's got a problem. He's had to go back to Cardiff. And we'll find out within the next five to seven days what the issue with him is. Another great away win for you today. And uh, you've got a nice break, but would you really rather be playing now after those two away wins? Well, we're playing. We're obviously playing Tuesday night and then we don't play next Saturday. Um, but we can't. We've got international players that uh, have been recognised by the five countries and uh, you know it's, it's great for them I thought that you know the five of them have done really well since we've been here well JJ holding the match ball there a hat-trick today a 3-1 win away from home great day for you yeah um, great day for myself and great day for us as a team I thought especially as a team like the way we are held on especially when I know we're freeing them up and then they got the equaliser but it's, it's easy to let it slip especially away from home so buzzing for the boys and buzzing to take three points back. Is that your first hat trick? Yeah, uh, yeah, first hat trick senior football. Yeah, in football league, so buzzing with that. How does it feel apart from buzzing? Uh, How does it feel? I can't actually describe it. I mean, like, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's, you don't really, you're only kind of now the adrenaline setting and you kind of just take it in. But at the time, you just continue with the game. You make sure the team get three points and that, and then yeah, but buzzing now. No. The first one was a great header and I probably don't put you up there as one of those who comes in the heads balls like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair, I, I like to head, I like to head a ball. Um, just we've, we've got some big lads like Faz, Yan, like to proper make themselves known. So I might go under the radar in that sort of department of the game. But Adam put in a great ball and I'm there to attack. So just like I always do, I attack it. 
The third one, a great individual run. Was it just always in your mind as I'm going towards that goal no matter what? It was. I was going towards the goal and Mellon was making a good run. I was, I was watching the run and I clocked all three defenders. I think Mellon kind of petrified him a bit and I clocked all three defenders. Momentum were taking them one way. Um, and that's when I thought, you know what, I've got to cut in and I've just got to cut it across the keeper and exactly what I did. And luckily today, uh, come off. It was a really clever run, wasn't it, for Michael Mellon? Because he took the defenders one way where you could just fill that gap in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, without Michael Mellon's movement, that goal probably doesn't happen. Um, so, big up Michael Mellon. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good, good goal overall. So, buzzing with that. You had to work hard today, down to 10 men, uh, midway through the second half or so. So, it wasn't easy, but you showed a different side of your game today as well. You scored two while you were down to 10 men. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was tough. It was more uh, more come to soaking up the pressure and then bouncing like with the third goal. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. It's always tough when you go down to ten men. You you have to do that. You have to push that extra mile, um, and that's what every single player did on the pitch today. So buzzing for all the boys, and we could go home with our heads held high now. How are you enjoying the football? Because we're certainly enjoying it from the sidelines, and Morecambe fans are enjoying it. It looks like the players are enjoying it too. Yeah, we're all loving it. Um, really attacking, entertaining football. Um, and it's great to be a part of great to be able to have the licence to get forward where having it in the past sometimes you need to hold a position but today like having the licence to just get forward and be creative and get goals that's what the gaffer wants myself and wants all the attacking players to do he don't want us to sit back and I think that's what the fans like appreciate like um, the attacking football so we just need to keep doing what we're doing and coming in the season we'll be, we'll be up there Yeah, two away wins in a row as well now and that's, that's perfect for you isn't it? Yeah, the hardest thing to do is, uh, in my opinion, is to win away. Um, I didn't realise it until I started playing senior football how much momentum being at home gives you. So when you do go away to these grounds, it's hard to do. But like I say, with the attack and football we play, I think it doesn't matter if we're home or away. I think we we proper push, we push to win the game. And like you saw today, we, um, we're even down to 10 men, we're attacking their goal and got the win. Away from Morecambe now, Northern down on the 21s. You're looking forward to that, two games? Yeah, yeah, two big games coming up. Um, we're unfortunate in the last two, so it'd be good to get some points on the board for that. Um, hopefully give ourselves the best chance to qualify. Do you think those trips away with the national team help your game as well? Different sort of football, different sort of coaching? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's always good to get different types of coaching in. Uh, got Tommy Wright, um, with, uh, who's the Northern Ireland gaffer, and he's, he's quality as well, and it's a different aspect on playing. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's always good to get different aspects of the game, um, different styles, um, and it's, it's really enjoyable. It's like a, it's like a mini break. Um, so when you do come back, you're, you're ready to go again for the club. And it's, um, I, I really benefit from it, I feel. Thanks for downloading episode 129 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Always appreciate your downloads and subscriptions. And of course, the only place where you can hear full match commentary of every single Morecambe game this season. Home and away, League and Cup, right here on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. And via I Follow Shrimps as well. Uh, so no league game next Saturday. Uh, weekend off uh, with the international break. So Crawley is to be rearranged. So we look ahead now then to our EFL Trophy encounter on Tuesday night against Barrow. It's a 7pm kickoff. if you're planning on heading down to the game. It's our second group game lost uh, to Liverpool under 21s, of course, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so uh, let's find out a little bit more about the Bluebirds uh, with Matty O'Hara. Matty is the Barrow AFC reporter uh, for the Northwest Evening Mail. 
Tell us about Pete Wilde then, Matt. He's, he's building quite the reputation for himself. Who is he as a person and as a manager? What do we need to know about him? Yeah, Pete Wilde as a manager, like I said, he's he's very pragmatic. He, you know, he has his way of uh, playing, but he's also not afraid to change things up for each opponent. And whenever I speak to him, he's you know always talking about how he's devising a plan. And but I think obviously that's obviously him as a manager. But the best gauge of any person is how they actually are as a person and like I said whenever I've sp- spoken to Pete Wilde he's really really well spoken he you know tries his best whenever I speak to him to answer any question I, I hurl at him and trust me I, I hurl some uh, some corkers at him sometimes but you know he, he's he's really um, good in that regard you know and I think that's why the fans have taken to him because he seems to, he's a very honest character and you can tell that his in, only intention is to do his best as the barrel manager and get the most out of this club which he's absolutely done since he's come in obviously like I said I just mentioned before that they were very precariously positioned when he came in and then obviously to elevate them to the heights of last season there's obviously all this expectation this season but you know he he Obviously, it's meticulous. We were speaking today, actually. Obviously, like you said, that we're speaking before the Harrogate game and a couple, um, you know, 20 less, just more than 24 hours before the deadline, um, the transfer deadline. And obviously, he was speaking about how meticulously they'd been planning this window to be in the position now where they're not scrambling for any deals. So he's a very meticulous character with everything around the football club. And he, he's definitely really assimilated himself into this community and has become a, a favour. And that's why, you know, also he's been... Um, coveted for big jobs. I remember at the end of last season I was ask I was begging him to tell me that he wasn't going to Blackpool because his name was being floated around that job. And obviously that was just an indication of how well he's been doing at Barrow so far. And you see on social media and fist pumping the fans and going up to the crowd at the end of the games and that. Some managers do that for effect, but you're saying that Pete Wilder's got that connection uh, with the Bluebirds fan base. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, and that's one of the things he's done since he's cultivating. Um, what the, one of the things that I ask him every single week is I ask him for a message for the fans and he always gives it. He's always speaking to the fans. He's rallying them around the side. He's telling them how much and how important their support is to the side. Obviously, they've had a bit of a tough side to start to the season um, this season because in all competitions, I think they've had like four away games in six. So obviously, it's not ideal for a side that last season, you know, Holker Street was the fortress. You know, the the home form really carried their successes last season. So that hasn't been ideal, but he's really done well in rallying the the um the fans around him. And like I said, when you mentioned the fist pumps, obviously the the image that comes into mind is, you know, Jurgen Klopp doing it in front of the cop. And you think, and a lot of fans, obviously, um, I'm based in Carlisle. So a lot of, like you said, Carlisle fans, you know, they say have said, Oh, well, this must be a gimmick, you know, it's and it, you know, it's it, it's easy to say that, but when you speak to the man, you drill down to the character of what his core beliefs are. When I have asked him about it, because I, I put the question to him, I said, well, you know, the celebrations, is that something that you, you know, comes organically, that connection with the fans? And he said, why should, he said, you know, why should I not celebrate? Why should I not celebrate a victory with the fans? You know, because you never, he, I think the phrase he used was, you never know when your victory, next victory is going to come. So, you know, he says, you know, why should I not take the op- opportunity to support the fans who pay their good money to follow the follow the team around what's a good season for barrow then this term matt is is it build on last season or you a bit too ahead of yourself last season as a person that watches the barrow on a regular basis what would be a good campaign this time around yeah, so a, a good campaign i mean like i said it, it it's difficult to quantify we said before that anything it 
as I said to you before that I was using the phrase anything is possible because it's entirely possible that Barrow completely fall off and go into the bottom half of the table. And, you know, I think that would be a disappointment after last season. But obviously you look at how last season went and you think, you know, that was with a squad that kind of wild himself has admitted that he kind of had to cobble together when he came in because the club didn't have the standing to kind of attract the players he wanted to. So I think the main source of disappointment if last season's successes weren't matched would be from a kind of angle that Wilde has had the opportunity this summer to kind of craft the side that he wants and put his real imprint on the side. So I suppose, you know, a lot of fans will be thinking about the playoffs and thinking about being up there. But, you know, it's very early on in the season and I don't think Wilde would let himself get into any of the kind of conversation about expectations at the minute because... You know, again, when I spoke to him this morning, he was talking about how, you know, they've gotten um, eight points on the board from five. And he said, you know, that that's a respectable tally for what they've had to do, go away from home and some of the teams they've had to play against and stuff like that. So I think obviously it, it's maybe a bit too early to talk about what would be a successful season. But I think there's an expectation that with the players brought in and with the way that Wilde has been talking, you know, th- there's an expectation that, you know, they want to maybe match it or, you know, everybody wants to do better. But Wilde is very much a person who he wants to match last season before they even think about going further. You know, that's the aim. Do as well as last season and then we'll take it from there. And I think that very much has been his message. Just before you go, uh, tell us where can we find your stuff uh, on social media and uh, for the Northwest Evening Mail as well? Yeah, so like I said, I do the Barrow reporting on the Northwest Evening Mail. Um, I'm mainly active on Twitter. That's where I post all my news. Obviously, next week, we'll, I'll have all the Barrow news ahead of the Morecambe game. So for any Morecambe fans that want to find out how the squad's shaping up or what Pete Wilde makes of the test next week, they can find me on Twitter. And that's at MattyOHNews. And like I said, if you want to check me out, you can there. That's Matty O'Hara, the Barrow AFC reporter for the Northwest Evening Mail. I've also been talking to my mate Dave Ingram. Dave is a huge Bluebirds fan, has been for, for many years, followed the side uh, through good times and bad, right through the non-league, uh, FA Trophy victory in 2010 and everything in between. And of course, uh, Barrow's promotion back into the Football League two and a bit seasons ago. I've been chatting to Dave about just what it's like to be a football fan at this level. This is pretty much as good as it gets, um, not just for my time as a Barrow supporter. I mean, I've been, been watching them since, I think, 84, 85 was, was my first season. Um, but if you look at the history of the club, we've been, we have been in League One before, but we were only there for, I think, three seasons before we came back down. Um, so really, this is, you know, this is, you know, certainly in my lifetime, this is, this is as good as it gets. Um, and it's definitely uh, over the course of the history of the club. It's uh, it's it's a really good position. It it's quite funny. You you, you kind of sometimes trooping out of, out of games, and you think, oh, that was rubbish, or that wasn't the best performance, or you've been hammered away from home or something. And you think some of the places I watched us get beat by. You know, I'm not I'm not going to really dwell if if we're you know coming away from Swindon Town or something like that after, after uh, being defeated. Um, you know, last season we went to uh, Bradford City. And, and beat them at, at Valley Parade and I think some of us who, who, who kind of did the hard yards in non-league were kind of looking at each other um, you know as we were walking out the ground thinking you know 
we've seen us get beat at Bradford Park, haven't you? Never mind Bradford City. So to you know to come to a, a ground like this, and I know it's a bit of a cliche. You know, you've got Bradford City and the you know millions of supporters and the, the biggest club in the world and all that sort of thing. But you you do sometimes have to pinch yourself and say, you know, we're, we're, and what kind of the mentality is changing that we're actually going to these games now and thinking, no, no, we deserve to be here now because you know we've been a, we've been a League Two club again for for you know this is our, our third season. Historically, we've been in the league for fifty odd years. I think sometimes when the when the press are doing the previews, they think that we're kind of fresh out of non-league and we've never been you know we've we've never been at this level before. But we we kind of have been there, albeit quite a while ago. Um, so we're just kind of. We're just growing into it, you know, on the field, off the field. Uh, we're getting used to being uh, back in the back in the football league, and you know, we're developing at a, a steady old pace. So yeah, it's, it's a good time for the club. And I think that's where Morecambe fans and Barrow fans share some synergy in in the sense that you've got the legacy fans from many years ago who remember the non-league days, remember standing on a on a hill with 100 people watching a non-league game of football. And then you go to, like you say, to Valley Parade or, or for Morecambe's case, to Hillsborough, to Portman Road, to Pride Park. And then you get the fans who have jumped on board in the last two or three years who don't know or have no comprehension of the the good old days, the bad old days, depending on your point of view, and you're all mixed in together. So you get that expectation with the the newer fan base that you should be doing better than perhaps that you should be. And then you've got the the older, more legacy fans, if you will, who are quite happy with with, with where you are. And it's, it's that mixture, I suppose, isn't it, that makes the makes the fan base what it is. It is, yeah. Um, and I suppose you could sometimes the the younger ones look at us older ones and you know we talk about all the good old days and you know the, of trooping around the northern premier league or the unibond league and going to you know not the best grounds in the world and there's 50 of you 60 of you on a tuesday night um battling over the m62 to go to frickley or something like that and it's it's very it's very easy to kind of uh, suck a thoughtful tooth and say, oh, well, in my day, you know, you young kids, you don't know you were born because in my day it was at Emily away on a Monday night and it was snowing and you were glad of it and this, that and the other. But, you know, I I, I try to steer, steer clear away from that sort of attitude. You know, these these are the days, these, you know, I, I absolutely think it's brilliant for the, for the young people and maybe people who've, uh, you know, their support has lapsed and they're getting back into it. You know, great. You know, at the end of the day, football is something that we should be enjoying. So, you know, we do endure a lot of things as, as supporters, but at the end of the day, it's something that's, you know, it's entertainment. It's it's meant to be uh, an enjoyable pursuit. So, uh, yeah, you know, jump jump on, get on, get on the bandwagon, get on the bandwagon and uh, enjoy it for and wring every uh, moment of pleasure out of it because you never know when it might go away again. So, absolutely, yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I think enjoy and enjoy, they have to rub along together at the same pace, I think, don't they? Otherwise, it just yeah. doesn't work at all. Uh, let's look at your team and your squad and your, your management then, uh, Dave, if you may. Uh, tell us about Pete Wilde. So, Pete Wilde, um, young manager, still learning. Um, obviously, did a, a fantastic job last season. Uh, I think our first two seasons in the league didn't go quite as any of us planned or thought it might go. Um, obviously, when we got promoted, we, we swiftly lost Ian Everett to Bolton. Um, some of the appointments that followed, David Dawn, Michael Jolly, not the best. Um, but obviously, they were appointed for the, for the right reasons. Um, you know, that's that's what ball is in it. You know, some, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Um, and I think when, when Pete came in, he, he kind of... He, he kind of had that youthful confidence again, that kind of... Uh, that kind of... Um, 
kind of confident in his own ability, but also he was he, he was looking forward to kind of lifting the club up and lifting the support base up and, and putting a smile on everyone's face. And I think that's what he did um, last season. You know, we you know we got some great results. As I say, you know, we went to Bradford and you know we did the double over Bradford, double over Stockport. Um, and you know we really had some you know some good times last season. Um, and I think as part of his development and the club's development, um, we've kind of moved on again in the summer. So he's kind of reshaped his squad. Um, it changed. I think we've changed formation last season. Last uh, sorry, this season, um, more of a three-five-two wing backs, whereas last season it was predominantly four-three-three um, with with a, a lone central striker. Um, but we we struggled for goals last season, and I think part of his learning process and part of his working pre-season, he wanted to get more goals in the team, and he looked at, you know, looked around at other teams in League Two that had, had succeeded, and thought, you know, well, well, why, what are they doing that's better than us? And we've kind of remodeled the team slightly, so we're, we're a bigger team, uh, we're a more powerful team. Uh, we're, we're now playing with two strikers. Um, there's very much an emphasis on the likes of. Dave Worrell and Elliot Newby getting balls into the box from, from wide areas. Uh, I think last season we had Josh Gordon who scored uh, 16 league goals, I think it was. No, 15 league goals. Um, who's, who's moved on to Burton Albion. Uh, but beyond Josh Gordon, we had Billy Waters who scored nine, albeit you know three of them were, were in one game. But he was never the most clinical or pro prolific of strikers. Um, and beyond that, you were kind of looking at the bench from games thinking... You know what? What we're going to do here if Josh Gordon goes off or he gets, you know, he's, he's, if he's sent off or something, we're going to struggle for goals. And now we've got probably six or seven centre forwards who you could quite easily put on put in the team on a Saturday and say, you know, that's a decent uh, that's a decent pairing. So they've got experience in the likes of uh, Jamie Proctor, but then we've also gone into non-league and got Emil Aqua, who's our top scorer so far. He's got three goals. Uh, looks a big, powerful player. Looks to have all of the um, you know the tools necessary to you know to be a, a good centre forward at League Two level, but coming out of the National League and you know made Ned were only part time. I think Pete uh, spoke in the summer about we've got to transition him into you know the life of a full time footballer. So he's a bit of a project. Um, so yeah, he's he's kind of added experience of players that have have got a history of winning leagues and getting promoted, getting promoted. Um, you know that kind of knowledge of how you get over the line. Um, defensively, we we look quite solid. I think the, the key thing for me this season, I think, will be our midfield unit. I I still think we're lacking a wee bit of creativity in midfield. And um, we've got good players in there. Uh, Dean Campbell, who was at Stevenage last season, uh, Kean Spence, who's come up from Halifax, another one who's come out of the National League, who's who, who's made a good start. And we've got Tom White, who's you know been with us for uh, since the promotion season. Um, we've had Tom White, who, who's a decent player, but. You know, if if those three click as a unit and can you know kind of help the the lads out on the wings, provide the chances for the centre forwards, then hopefully we'll we'll in increase our goal tally. Uh, we only scored forty seven goals in the league last season, which is which is nowhere near enough really. So we need to be adding probably at least twenty goals to that to that tally to to get ourselves um, firmer into the playoff mix as well as you know staying as staying as solid as we were at the back. So. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, he looks to have kind of tweaked this formation, tweaked the style. I think we're, we're quite capable of um, 
you know, we, we did it at Bolton in the cup. We kind of basically it was an attack versus defence setup, and he just said, "Well, this is our shape. Try and break us down." And Bolton Wanderers, who are probably one of the best passing sides in League One, you know, they, they struggled to create clear cut opportunities. They struggled to break us down. We had a really good shape about us, uh, really disciplined. Uh, they only beat us on a on a set piece. Um, but as well as that, he's kind of putting, trying to put a bit more emphasis, especially on on home games. Um, on being a bit more front foot and trying to take the game to the op- to the opposition and trying to impose ourselves more on, the, on on games, so you know let's let's see how that goes. But uh, that's that's certainly in the intention. That's Barrow fan Dave Ingram looking ahead to our EFL trophy fixture against the Bluebirds at the Matuma Mobile Stadium on Tuesday night, 7pm at kickoff. if you're going down. It's an early start being the EFL trophy. We'll be on air for full match commentary on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio and I follow from just before 6.55. And uh, despite the fact there's no game next Saturday, that's the 14th of October for the Shrimps, we will look ahead to our next league game with an extra pod uh, next week uh, as we look forward to our trip. Uh, another longer way trip this time to South London as uh, we face Sutton United. Thanks for listening, Shrimps fans, and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.